hope you've had a good week because we are welcoming you back to another episode of Let's Commiserate. I'm Dave. And I'm Sam. That was such a fun intro. I know. I, I figured we ought to start happy before we get into uh, commiserating. Just, it up a little bit. Yeah, just a nice and warm, friendly welcome. Get settled, you know. Warm, friendly. You know, pull up a chair, yes. hang out with your friends, grab a drink. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Are we not but family? We are a family. If you're listening to this, you're family. I Dude, you. if you've gotten through uh, Loki and movie re- and the Clone Wars, Ahsoka, like, and you're still here. Thank you. Um, I consider you closer than most of my distant family rel- relatives. Yeah. Relatives is the word. That That is definitely the word. Yeah. Speaking of Ahsoka, what do you think of the news that season two is in development? I was very excited to hear that. I was not. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Okay. So. Well, I remember different. when we reviewed the finale. Yeah. We we had talked about like at that time. Yeah. There were no plans announced for a season two. Yes. I was okay with it because what? Well, I, well, I'm trying to remember how I felt now, but I think it's all potentially setting up for a movie well you know grogu and uh, mandalorian got approved for a feature film of that was my next point so i'm not sure because it land it ended things ended on a weird note with oh so there's so many cliffhangers yeah and uh all of the loose ends yes and ray steven's character uh, character rest in peace i always forget his name um curious to see how they handle that baylorn skull yes um yeah his story was left on a cliffhanger so they're gonna recast him are they going to distastefully cgi him i don't know we'll see there's a lot of options i'm interested in seeing what they do yeah uh, there's my thing is there's too many like the cliffhangers were too big to just leave sitting mm. Like they would like Dave, Filoni, you know, Dave Filoni, he, he almost feels like a completionist. Like if it's not done for the fans, like it didn't, it wasn't done at all. Holy baloney, Dave Filoni. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're bringing that back. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to see that they're going to try to, even if it's bad, you know, Yeah. I was reading actually in preparation for today's episode, a couple of old reviews um, and interviews with, um, I can't think of his name now. Um, okay, cool. Oh, I keep blanking on it. Um, Finn from from L- the Last Jedi. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, don't look at me. Yeah, see, I can't. You can't even remember his name. Yeah, but the thing is, I can let it go and move on. No, I'm. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my. Oh man, I forget his name, and I know he's a nice guy. There are so many different ways. You know what upsets me is John Boyega. It keeps yes. like bouncing into my brain and then disappearing. Yeah. So sorry, John. Um, I was reading some interviews with him and the entire time he was basically just complaining about um, not not The Last Jedi, but the the two sequels the to the trequels. Like... No, yeah, like The Last Jedi. I think he was talking about the sequel trilogy overall. Overall, like, he, you could tell he was just complaining about the entire thing, yeah. about the character development, about the, the storylines, the because 
even as actors, like you can tell when the directors know what they're doing. Right. And the Trequel trilogy did not have uh, this any is a whole of that. Other I don't want to touch. I don't want to touch it right now. Right but obviously, Disney is having a lot of growing pains right now. Um, with Star Wars, frankly, yeah. like they had a really good thing going with with the Clone Wars, and then it died, and then it came back, and then they had like the the lost tapes, and then they had a really good thing with uh, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, and I think that taste of success yeah. they got arrogant, yep. they and got pride is before the crash, and they you know yeah. they gave us some second rate material. I'll just say this. the fans were dumb enough to accept it. But we were dumb enough to accept it. No, we, we weren't. We did a whole podcast about shut up, it. Shut up. Stop it. No, Marvel Marvel taught us to reject just what they give us. I'll say this much. The people have a voice. I will say this much. Okay. Call me when Andor Season 2 oh, has a release. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. okay. Then well, I you, you know Andor... Yeah. Like they did get announced for season two. I know, but tell me when it has a release date. Um, I can, well, I can't, but Google can. Oh my goodness! I can wait for an official Instagram post. Dun 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 dun. No, twenty twenty four release. Yeah, it doesn't have a release. Blah. Date. Okay, I'll let you. I'll get back to you on that. Oh, you know, whatever. You, you check with them. Yeah, I will. I'll let me call yeah. George. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, but the point is. The point is, things are happening. With a lot of things are happening. What's happening? What's happening with you? <laughs> um, so funny story. I had to take my car in for inspection this week. That is hilarious. So I had to re-register my car. So that was like two hundred dollars. Then I took it into yeah, I took it into uh, my mechanic, and they did the inspection, which it failed. And they said, by the way, your battery is almost ten years old. You might want to replace it. Why did it, it out, fail? Um, because the sensors. Okay, so to be completely honest. Um, I reset one of the sensors last week and I guess it, I didn't put enough miles on it to clear it. Oh, you're going to jail. It's not. No, I was resetting it in preparation for the inspection. You know, you gotta get it all. I wasn't falsifying anything. Anyway, the saucer didn't meet like criteria, so I still got to drive it around, but the battery's like getting old. So I'm like, the battery's fine. It's literally fine. Literally fine. It's literally fine. You guys are overreacting. Such an overreaction. But you're supposed to replace a car battery every two to five years. I've had a battery die on a road trip. and That's a bad... Twice, actually. Wow. Yep. And Stupid. It is... Yeah. I um, a buddy and I were coming back uh, from a trip. Yeah, I remember the car just started freaking out. Uh when we reached kind of the halfway point and yeah, just 100% died. And thankfully where the car broke down, uh, was at like the halfway point of the trip where I happened to have some close family friends who lived like less than 20 minutes away. Wow. That's convenient. And so we got the car towed and, uh, we stayed overnight with my friends I remember getting the call the next morning that the battery was going to be need to be fully replaced. It was like an eight hundred dollar repair. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. I remember I had just been gifted a uh, bottle of Glenlivet twelve year single malt. I think it was good and bottle. 
and uh, my friend was right with me, like when I got the call from mechanic from the mechanic at eight o'clock in the morning, and he tells me it's gonna be eight hundred bucks, and I said, "Sure, great. I'm gonna open this bottle right now." <laughs> <laughs> at eight in the morning yeah i just took a sip yeah okay. of course no it's just one healthy but it, it seemed appropriate for the uh yeah yeah but no yeah so no that's that i learned the hard way that batteries need to be replaced more often than you would think I think okay well so i'm replacing my car battery good for you and a couple other parts better to find out now than on a road true trip. so i'm out like 300 bucks this week and still haven't even passed the inspection. So that I guess uh, that comes next week after I replace a whole bunch of struts and... and I will get your first drink suspension. Go out. Yeah. Thanks. You can pay That's me back so later. kind. Okay. <laughs> With interest. <laughs> you know, well, there will be a certain duty. Anyway. Yeah. Well, How was your week, Sam? My week? Oh, what, what do I even... Where, where do I even begin about my... At life? the beginning. Of the beginning of the week. I have to say... Seems like an appropriate place. This is something that's been weighing on my mind for a long time. And I know it's going to cause a lot of controversy. So please don't come for me. But why do people like glass tabletops? This seems like out of left field. It is not out of left field. Was there anything specific that triggered this? For one thing, we're currently recording on a glass tabletop. And oh my god, that's a glass tabletop! Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. What? It's it feels like a very okay, anytime I see a glass tabletop, I think I'm in a retirement facility in Florida. Because old people love glass tabletops. I don't understand why. Anytime I see a glass tabletop, like I'm looking on like a classifieds website and oh, new, you know, bar height table. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice with a glass, you know, tabletop center. And I'm like, no deal breaker. They invite fingerprints. They are unstable. Glass tabletop people love to just rest them on something. It's not secured down in any way. It's just chilling there. And... I've seen, oh, have you seen this video of a guy's dog who, like, he's chasing his dog throughout the house, just playing with him? And then the dog jumps over the couch. What do they have? A glass tabletop coffee table. So the dog jumps over the couch, lands on the coffee tabletop. And it shatters. And it shatters. Everywhere. I haven't seen the video. I've seen people go through glass tables before. It's pretty awful. And the thing is, like, this is not safety rated glass. This this will cut you. This will, this will cut you hard. I, yeah. Anyway. That's the biggest problem. That I, I okay, agreed. I think this is a commiseration or a know, pet peeve that we have to agree on. Like yeah. this is a as a don't have a glass. Yeah. Just as a yeah. rule of thumb, especially if you have children. The children. I mean, oh, <laughs> sorry, did I come out with the accent? Yet. That. Sorry, I'm not sure where that came from. If, just as a rule of thumb, don't have glass tabletops, yeah. especially if you have children. If you have children. See, um, my accent is getting better. Well, oh, and also, I had follow-up appointment for my surgery. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. for those uh, viewers that haven't seen previous episodes, Sam tore his ACL? Yes. Uh, what about last month? Two months? Oh, no, this was 
This must have been three, three months ago. Oh, it was back We're in... We're coming up on, like... September? We're coming up on three months ago. It was back in November. Like, uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, no, and I had follow-up appointment for surgery. I thought I would have gotten the surgery by now, but they're pushing it off until the early spring, so... Oof. There's that. I can still walk just fine. Okay, but you got your mobility back. But we had... um, Off of the crutches. I went to a Frisbee tournament uh, a few weeks ago. You went to uh, a Frisbee tournament with a torn ACL? I was coaching my team from the sidelines. Okay, that makes sense. And in the middle of one of the games, another friend of mine back home, she got hurt, and we're pretty sure she tore her ACL as well. Still no updates? Uh, she she had her follow-up appointment today, I think it was. I, I need to talk to her and see what the results were. But, yeah, that, when it happened, I saw her fall, and I was like, that's how I fell. You're like, nope, and, I've seen that before. And, yeah, everything everything lined up yeah. with how it happened to me. Oh, so, that stinks. People, Sorry. please stretch and be careful when just, playing sports. Just remember, right? like, it's... We all came out of pandemic from sitting on our couches for way too long. Just yeah. stretch. Mm-hmm. Just stretch. Anyway, I feel like that's a good uh, commiseration. Yeah, yeah. Can we uh, can we get into the Clone Wars? Because I really want to talk about Star Wars. I, I, I suppose. I suppose we okay, can. Okay. Where we... we I think up... uh, I'm pretty sure we're still in season one. Yes. Uh, oh, that's right. Episode two. We're episode in... Uh, two. So I think uh, this... this Episode two, episode three, and episode four. Correct. We're gonna do a one uh, one episode arc because yes. this this is a one story arc, the malevolence arc. Yeah. Uh, so this encompasses, like Dave said, three episodes. We've got rising malevolence, shadow of malevolence, destroy malevolence. <laughs> so very creative titles. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, so we, this is like the first three episode arc that the clone wars did they did i mean i mean they went for the gusto like the second episode they start doing you know which is kind of weird because they i don't remember any other three episode arcs until i think season five for me season three i feel like is when they started doing like three episodes i mean was it season three they had well i feel like season three is when they started doing more like heavy three episode arc yeah sometimes four episodes well like season um, two had a couple of like two episode two, yeah i think that genosian uh that was like a two or three i think as it was broken like up a over a couple of multiple episodes two as well but this is the first one that like from start to finish like a, it was a complete arc because there were a lot of like boba fett had a lot of like reoccurring episodes and cad bane too like i, I but i wouldn't call those arcs per se yeah like well, this even was this one I didn't remember until rewatching it. I'm like, oh, that's right. This was like a three episode arc. I remember, like, Clone Wars got really good for me, at least starting season three. Each ending part of the three episode arcs was such a powerful cliffhanger, and you could feel the stakes getting higher and higher with each uh, installment of the arc. This one, they're kind of like barely strung together. It feels like it's I feel like Dave Filoni was still getting his feet wet with like the animation technology, yeah. um, with like the storytelling, still trying to figure out what yeah. LucasArts expected from him. Because you got to remember, he just came off of uh, 2003. He just came off of animating 2008. 2000. You're right. 2008 coming off of The Last Airbender, which had a lot of um, like lore 
you know, you know, it was, it was a good, you know, animated series in its own right. But this is a completely different animal. Um, yeah. And he, we all know, Dave Filoni is a Star Wars nerd. Of course. And as the moral of this episode states, belief is not a matter of choice. But of conviction. So it turns out, um, a couple of online sources, they call this the Jedi fortune cookie ah. for the episode. Because it's like you crack open, you know, yeah. we all know a fortune cookie. You crack it open and it's got this little piece of sage wisdom written in very, you know, attractive font. That's true. That's true. And, you know, hey, you know, belief is not I a matter of choice. Which I, 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 I disagree with i feel like belief is a matter of choice and of conviction well, you should be convicted in a your... little bit of a you gotta be convicted there's probably different morals for each of the three installments as well yeah yeah yeah. Uh, do we want to like do them all three in ones or you know if, if, I feel if, like if we should have talked about this prior if, if you look them up while i'm while i'm talking about this because uh, a key player in this arc is one of our favorite characters plo Koon. What a guy. What a guy. Honestly, a very underutilized Jedi. Yeah. I mean, he's um just in the live action, in the animated series. I wish that they had given him some stuff to do more in the live action. All right. What do we got for the... All right. So season, season one, episode three, Shadow of Malevolence is easy is the path to wisdom for those not blinded by ego. I feel like there were better ways to word that. That's a really <laughs> long... Nugget, yeah. you know. Well, so don't be blinded by ego. Uh, belief is a matter of conviction. Path, then, the path to wisdom is easy. If you if you don't have an ego. Don't have ego. Yeah. All right. And then season one, episode four, destroy malevolence. That's the final. Yeah. A plan is only as good as those who, who see through it. Who see it through. See who... Who see it? Through. See it through. I feel like that's a very big, like, so have a good plan. Shift. Yeah, you know, not all of these hit kind of as hard, but I feel like they get better in later seasons. Yeah, because honestly, like, yeah, the the script writing, I feel like it just got better later. Well, so Plo Koon, I forgot how many voice actors in this series had to double up and play multiple roles. Well, the thing is, D. Bradley Baker plays half of them. Yes, and so he, you know, of course, he's he's all the clones. Plo Koon, I don't know uh, who exactly voices uh, him here, but I could tell just by listening that he's the same voice actor as the narrator. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I was reading about that earlier. And uh, also for uh, Admiral Yularen, him, Plo Koon, and the narrator are all the same guy. All the same voice, and I'm sure yeah, that he yes. did some other voices that... I'll recognize as they come up in the series. Um, but yeah, so so there's that uh, for starters. Plo Koon, it's so established. So actually, yeah. so take it back. Um, Tom Kane yep. was Admiral Yularen and the narrator. Uh-huh. And James Arnold Taylor was Obi-Wan and Plo Koon. Stop it. <laughs> okay. You just want me to admit that I was wrong. Yes! That's it. Tell me. Tell, speak I was into not, the microphone. I was a little louder. Not, I was not right when I said that he played three actors. But he did at least play. Uh, I mean, but props to James Taylor for sounding different than like, right. Plo Koon's voice got I mean, the thing is, it got the, it got the, the audio. Those filters. Yeah, um, yeah. 
But we all know Tom Kane, like Admiral Yularen and the narrator. We all know it's the same guy. Right. And it's Which established... is weird because... Um, and I, I feel like Clone Wars is a little unique in this series because they actually have like a narrator. Which it wasn't until later in Ahsoka that they even touched this whole like narrator idea that the Star Wars legends and lore are told by... Um, the droid, the droid Jedi lightsaber maker guy. Oh, why? Oh. Why am I forgetting this? Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, him. Now you're gonna bug me. Uh, this is upsetting. Because of course we have to look it up, bro. It's late. I shouldn't be. I should be in bed right now. We should. It's past my old man bedtime. We're okay. So, I'm gonna move on. But it's established. Plo Koon has a bond. Yang. There we go. It's established Plo Koon has a connection to Ahsoka in the sense that he was the one who brought her in uh, to the Order. He calls her Little Ahsoka. He is the closest thing to being a father figure. Yes. Yep. And so For here in the Malevolence arc, uh, Plo Koon and uh, his crew, they're captured. It's about their rescue, but also destroying the Malevolence uh, ship itself. This whole arc, it kind of does establish everyone's character it establishes anakin and ahsoka's dynamic how they both tend to uh you know agree with each other and go against the council but she kind of lacks the grace of doing so that anakin does uh because he does kind of go along with her plan at least in the first episode which i feel uh, like this is a better... he doesn't talk back you know to the uh, council like she does this is the better um not pacing but like the better character personifications compared to the movie because i feel like in the in the first because we just came off of the um the review for the clone wars movie the film and that was literally just establishing like these animated characters and everything this is the first episode where like you can tell some there's been some time they've spent some time working with each other they finally found kind of a rhythm anakin is still this kind of you know um wild man he kind of gets the job done maverick you know this he always gets it done but not in the way that the jedi council wants ahsoka is snippy and has great ideas and is just kind of along for the ride and ahsoka i feel like was really the kind of the first young female star wars character like you know teenage character uh you know to you know defy orders and you know she she does her own thing but even though it's no, was would you would it, uh, you say that she's a strong, independent, strong, independent woman? Um, she's not like other girls, um, but you know she was kind of the first young female Star Wars character. I mean, you could argue Leia was like that, but Leia wasn't really teenager, like not as young as Ahsoka. Um, but, and I told you this when we were watching it. I was like, you know, Ahsoka walked. So Omega could run. <laughs> because by the time they do it with Omega, it's just so can we not tired and overdone. Open this can of worms. I won't open it entirely. I'll like crack it open and then So we all smell the worms, but yeah. we're not gonna I, okay, yeah. that's fair. That's um, but I, I have to say that watching these episodes wasn't you know, I thought at first when we said, you know, yeah, we're gonna review the entire series, I'm like really we're gonna have to watch all of season one mm-hmm. stuff but it wasn't as bad yeah. as 
I now, remembering it. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this because a lot of like my friend circle and stuff, they love, they're like diehard fans of Star Wars and Ahsoka primarily. Um, when the seasons first came out, I did not like Ahsoka. When the movie came out, oh, it was this, you. it was this real, honestly, it was this very annoying side character. I'm like, no, I'm here oh, for no, I think, Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan. I'm here for the clones. I'm here for the Jedi. I'm like, you have, between the movies, you have hundreds of characters that you potentially could focus on and you're choosing to create a new character. Mm. It just seemed like a, such a, honestly, it seemed like a dumb choice, but it wasn't until the later, like the, the hidden episodes and stuff, the season seven, six and seven that like you start really, you're like, okay, this is a fundamental. And at that point you've spent, I mean, I've spent more time with these characters than I have most of my other friends. You know, you know, like, which is it? Brutal honesty. Well, I think, um, yeah, no, first, first couple seasons. No, I agree. I, I hated Ahsoka as well. She grew on me. That I think she grew on a lot of people as time went on. I think that's the general consensus. People really hated her when she first came onto the scene because it's just, you know, nobody asked for this character. No. Um, but, and then, you know, and to be annoying, thrown she as such a main character. Yeah. Um, and by the time we get to her arc in season five, we're just completely invested. It took a long, yeah. a long commitment. Here. Um, but, you know, it's just, you gotta pay your dues and watch these first couple seasons to get to that point. Um, and also I was, I was reading some, some interesting stuff throughout this arc. There's a few nice callbacks to the original trilogy. There were so many. Yeah. Uh, the scene that has, you know, all the dialogue and, uh, the attack sequence from the malevolence is very similar, even down to some of the shots of, uh, the first death star in a new hope. There's some direct references there. Because even one of the escape pods is named Pod 1977 after the release of the original Star Wars. And there's even some uh, dialogue directly taken from Empire Strikes Back when Boost and Sinkers are Boost and Sinker are trying to uh, restart the escape pods power grid. They're like, oh, no, this one goes here. That one goes there. So they there were a lot of callbacks, even down to the prequel trilogy where uh, Obi-Wan says, spinning is not flying, and Anakin's like, but it's still a good trick. <laughs> you know, and you know, I, the thing is, as a fan, you're like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. The second, to be fair, this watching it the second time, um, I know when we were watching, I think, um, Destroy Malevolence, like, there, was, there were a couple of big eye rolls and yeah. sighs, and you're like, okay, that's... Mm-hmm. so overdone but i remember like the first time watching it and be like no 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 that's from i know. feel like because nowadays it's so overdone but at the time that this came out 2008 2000, that was a long time ago yeah i mean you gotta remember 2008 yeah. was well now 15 years ago no 16 right 2008 hang on i'm really just that math Oh yeah, yes. twenty four. I keep thinking we're in twenty three. We're in twenty four, man. <laughs> My um, bad. And I was also reading the scene of the Malevolence's attack on the Star Destroyer. Highly resembles the Leviathans 
orbital bombardment of Terrace in Knights of the Old Republic. Ah, I was trying to go back you're and rewatch right. it. I was like, I want to see a side by side of that because, I mean, I've played Kotor more times than I can. I've only ever gotten even. through it like twice. Oh my goodness, Dave! It's a great game. Uh, you you hear they're re, uh, not remastering; they are re, remaking, remaking it. For, it. Yeah. But it's only going to be for PS Five. Yep. So and it's guess what I'm going to get this year. <laughs> but it's been put on pause. I know. There's been a they, whole bunch of production. I know. I know. I know. I know. Like, what is the delay? I read an article about this on Tuesday, and it was, it was depressing because the back and the forth and the back and the and it, you're just like, anyway. I don't get. But no, same thing. I was like, I will definitely get the PS5. On one hand, it's very upsetting, and on the other hand, it's just it's simply disappointing because you know if you've ever like tracked a game like a video game during development and stuff mm. there are there's so and very few like AAA games get out to release like they can a lot of projects that they never talk about but and then uh then for this to get delayed it makes me sad very disappointing i was talking to a friend this weekend who had a ps5 gifted to him gifted i don't know who that is but i hate him yep i was like well then this conversation and our friendship is effectively over but um can he okay anyway yeah i need to but i want to see a side by side of the uh scene in here that was similar to the uh destruction of terrace and kotor anyway play kotor again and again and they have it even now for mobile like you can i know no the fact Um, that they went the port to mobile phones yeah you know yeah that was because it was on uh it was on xbox it was on ps2 played it on xbox uh they had the Re-released six they had the six words more recently yeah. available for mobile now too. I remember like during pandemic that was like one thing. Oh no, I know. Yeah, that was um but yeah, overall there were parts of this whole arc that weren't nearly as bad as I thought I had remembered. They call them the Nebre Mantas. Uh those, those the huge Nebula Manta Ray. Uh that was pretty cool. Nebula? Reminded me Manta Ray. Nebre Mantas is what they were. Nebre. Me, Bray. Um, okay, Omega. It reminded me of the uh, the Purgles that we see all the time in Rebels. and It, f- it felt series. like it, it... Watching that scene when they're flying through the nebula, it felt in the same vein. Yes. Um, yeah, there were... From a production standpoint, I mean, the animation, especially in these first couple seasons, is still pretty hard to look at. Um... I love how they always in this series have Grievous do the exact same clenched fist gesture. You know, I, I was like, did they animate it once uh, and just reuse it because it's easier all the time to do it that way? Oh, or even when they have Obi Wan always touching his chin, like, hmm, I must say, he does that. He does that same like, like one beard, time beard, in every yeah. episode of the entire series. I get it. There are ways to save money and cut down production costs, but <laughs> there was one uh animation that i knew was coming and i told you i was like watch closely okay this was actually i i did laugh because i missed it the first time around um in the because there's this whole you know how big malevolence is like they they kind of hint at it in the first episode and then they're like they keep making reference to it i think in in the second and third like um episodes about how just massive this starship is which i earlier when we were t- we were watching it i i compared it to a 
Okay. We'll talk about this later. We're going to stay on track here with your bit about this animation. So there's this, like, train car um, chase scene. Yeah. Like, this tra- train car. So they have, like, all these rail systems, like, um, one up after the other one, and they're just, like, transport cargo from one end of this massive ship all the way to the other. So they have this awesome chase scene between, like, General Grievous and Obi-Wan, Anakin and Padme. And there's this bit where Padme... Like, and Anakin are on different trains going in the same direction. And Padme turns to say, like, the bridge is out! You know? And if you... You don't even have to zoom in. No. As long as you're looking for it, like, her mouth does not move. They didn't even... At all. And for some reason, her audio is, like, distorted for no reason. She's on a high-speed train. Recorded 32-bit flow, you know? But uh wow, what a nerd! No, it's just it's just the way it should be. But uh, I yeah. remember watching that the first time, and I saw it like immediately. And it's like the bridge is out. Her mouth is not even moving. This is animated. You have control over all of that. Was... No, that's a cheap. That is a cheap animate animator's trick. Yeah, you know, you're she's only going to be on screen for I think it was like what two, like a second, a second two seconds. Yeah. And she was moving. It's like we don't need to animate her her mouth, her jaw, her lips for this one sentence that nobody's gonna pick up on. Oh, but I did. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And if you ask the animators, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, that would have taken me, you know, thirty minutes, an hour to animate." Of course, I'm not gonna do that. I could build that time. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, production of season one. There's, it's, it's not gonna be super polished. Which, you gotta remember, I love animated... Okay, like, film quality animation levels versus TV-grade animation is always, like, not even just a step down, but multiple levels of just quality degradation. Like, hey, we barely care about... This is just our danger. Let's just be honest. We don't care. Okay. We're gonna get through this. um, Yeah. But... You know, the animators did the best that they could at the time, you know, and this was this was still new technology for them. Yeah. They had never done really any 3D animation yeah. with Star Wars, I think, up until that. They had done CGI and stuff, but that it was all full production. Yeah. I don't know. But overall, it's <laughs> I said it last time. The whole arc, like most of season one, is just OK. This for is finish. true. This is true. I do have to admit, I I did enjoy Rising Malevolence. They had this entire, um, it seemed a little long for the episode, but they had this entire like um, survival bit right. with they were like trapped in the escape pods, and then they had the droid hunters, the plunk droids like chasing after them to try to like you know keep the malevolence as a secret to. To wipe out any survivors to make sure that the the secret of the malevolence doesn't get out. Um, and I remember watching this as a kid and being like, man, this is like some real tension. Like, I really feel for these um, these characters. Um, which is pretty, I mean, I, I, as a whole, I feel like the pacing on this, like, you definitely feel like it's uh, the, the whole series or um, this arc is very sectioned. You have like... Right the survival bit and then you have like the travel which uh the second uh th- third episode the um uh well, shadow the, shadow of malevolence i think shadow was f- 
Oh, yeah, Shadow, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Which was the second episode in this arc. It was basically them just getting from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So, like, they get out, they're like, hey, there's this giant ion cannon ship. Hey, there's this droid medical facility that they're going to be after. We need to get from point A to point B before they do. And then there's, like, this nebula cluster, and then they have this whole thing with, like, not the Purgle, but might as well be the Purgle. <laughs> The, the uh, nebulae. Nebula. Nebrae mantas. Nebrae. Nebrae mantas. And then they have... It was literally just to get from there to there. And they have this whole chase scene with, like, you know, the original Model Y wings. Um, there was some, you know, interesting dialogue between, like, Anakin and Snips. And, yeah. you know, this is real flying, you know, without sensors and stuff. Again, it's just trying to establish the dynamics of all of these characters and you know it does a a fine job episode filler that's all it is yeah um you know like most of season one it's it's fine but there are some real gems in season one which we will discuss next time with rookies actually i'm really looking forward to that one but overall thoughts on this, on the on the th- on the three episode arc, yeah. um, when this first re- I will admit when this first released, I was happy to see like a three episode arc, something because one of my big pet peeves is when you walk into like a movie theater and you know I'm gonna walk out of here with a like like everything's gonna be wrapped up. Mm. There's you know, I miss the days of watching serial television that you had cliffhangers and you had something to look forward to and stuff. And that's why I like like multi multi episode arcs where you kind of, you get invested with a story and then like for the rest of the week, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. You know, that kind of tension, the anxiety that brings I'm like, that's that, that means I'm invested. Yeah. So to have that for this, like when it first came out, it was great. Um, Going back on it, the pay- and I think we talked about this with the last episode uh, where they destroy malevolence. Oh right, it's very rushed. It's the last the last minute mm-hmm. is covers so much, um, and it's just kind of cliche. Like you know what's going to happen. Like, the good guys are going to win. The bad guys are going to lose, which happens in all of these episodes, and we know that. Yeah. And this is you know, it's. I- it's going to happen. The good guys are always going to win. I think it's cool that they, you know, the structure that would end up working really, really well in the later seasons. They tried it here, the three episode arc. I just, you know, there are cool moments. I just don't find myself as invested in it as you get in later arcs. But this is, this is, but for, introduce, for introducing for you to the theory, one, for, it's pretty good. For 2008, this was fantastic. Yes. But nowadays, it's like 2000 and late, as the Black Eyed Peas would say. <laughs> Am I going to give it a rating? Nah. I think you were, oh. you kind of nailed, you kind of nailed, at least like the last episode. It's eh. It's, you know, it's mess. It's, it's okay. <laughs> like I said the last time, if I were a teacher, I probably would be one of those weird ones. Like, I don't believe in grades, but I would still write down my thoughts. I would, uh, <laughs> I would write all their papers, like, for my students, like, eh, I've seen better. Wow. You, <laughs> you would red pen and eh. Red pen. Eh, this was, you've had some good papers. This one was just okay. Compared to your other papers, yeah. this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, 
to be completely honest, I am very much looking forward to to uh, next week's episode. Rookies. Me too. That'll be a true gem. Thank you all for listening, as usual. We appreciate it. Have a great week. Have a great week.